Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You're listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network. www.xzbn.net. Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting. Broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. We're coming to you live from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And you can check out what's going on in the Exxon, past, present, and future at www.exxonradio.com. 
And uh, the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, the Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and in Europe on Radio X. My guest this hour is Terry Rohde, and we're going to be talking to Terry about the paranormal. Terry is with ESPExplorers.com. And Terry, welcome to the Exxon. Tell me a bit about yourself. Hi, Rob. It's nice to be here. Nice having you here. Um, well, I've been investigating the paranormal since about 2009. Mm-hmm. I've been interested in the spirit world my entire life, from the time I was a child. And um, we started our team back in 2009, and we have three core members on our team, and we go pretty much anywhere. We love to travel and we just love, um, we love the field. We just love it. Now, I have to ask you, what was it in your life, Terry Rohde, that got you so interested in the paranormal that you spend quite a bit of time investigating it, not only in Florida, but throughout the United States and, and beyond? Yes. Um, you know, actually talking to a friend of mine that's a spirit medium the other night, and we were going that exact same question. And we think we can get back to the fact that when I was very young, I lost my father at the age of eight. I'm sorry. And yeah, it was very difficult. And I think because of that, I always questioned, you know, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Where did he go? Is he okay? And I knew that my father believed very heavily in incarnation. Mm-hmm. And I have always kind of had that same belief. And I think I've always been interested in, in the spirit world, and I've always believed there's way more than just what we have here in the earthbound world. And I've always kind of looked to find I think my father's death probably sparked it for me. But um, ever since then, I've been really, really interested in finding out, and I don't think I'll ever stop searching. Well, you know, I was talking to Miss Bonnie earlier this uh, this evening, and both Miss Bonnie and I, and I'm sure you will agree, too, that life is a learning process. We never stop learning. We start learning the moment we're conceived, and I believe that we have an existence, Terry, much like the butterfly. Right now, we're caterpillars on this side of the veil. But as we pass on or die and leave this physical body that we're in, that is the cocoon stage. And once the metamorphosis is completed, we exit the other side as, as spirits, such like the butterfly exits the cocoon, having been transformed from a caterpillar into a butterfly. You know, Mother Nature has been showing us for eons what the truth is, and it, the truth is very simple. We as humans complicate things. If it's not complicated, it can't be true, right? Exactly. I'm looking forward to spending this hour with you, Terry, so please stand by. Uh, we'll be right back after some words from our fine sponsors. Exonation. Nation, Terry Rohde is my special guest of this hour. Check out this website I did earlier tonight. It's really cool, ExoNation, www.espexplorers.com. That's www.espexplorers.com. And their Facebook page is facebook.com, ESP.2009. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Terry Rohde and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Where? Right here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. 
And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let the fun of dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Wilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we will weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Wilda Wiaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. began to demonstrate a metaphysical connection to the spirit world as a little girl. Her family noticed the connection, but it was a great-grandmother who told the family that Linnea was indeed gifted. The great-grandmother, who was also gifted, felt that Linnea had indeed inherited these attributes. It has been noticed that oftentimes, such things are passed down through the generations. Linnea was also born with a call, a thin white membrane across a newborn's face. Legend has it that if the baby is born with this call, the child will have second sight, or what we call psychic abilities. Linnea Starr does past, present, and future, and has the gift of prophecy. It is written within scriptures that if you are able to give factual information, and prophecies indeed come true, the gift indeed comes from the divine realm. Linnea Starr does large interactive groups as well as private gatherings. For more information on Linnea Star or to contact Linnea for a one-on-one consultation, visit her website at www.linneastar.com. That's www.l-i-n-n-e-a-s-t-a-r.com. Exonation, uh, Terry Rohde is our special guest this hour, www.espexplorers.com. Terry, tell me about ESP Explorers. Well, we have been a team since 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, I used to go on a lot of investigations with other teams and larger and decided that we really liked the smaller, more intimate atmosphere of just doing it ourselves in a setting where we're not going to get much contamination, and we can really look for evidence of the spirit world. And so we formed a group Mm -hmm. in 2009 with about five other friends of ours, and we started out going to um, haunted locations that we knew about, heard about, or that people called and told about. And then we also took on some private cases from people that were experiencing hauntings in their homes or offices. And over the years, we morphed and changed. Our members are 
same as those we started with, but we've got a core group of about three people now. Um, my boyfriend, who is the historian, and he is also the founder of the group, and he's a medical doctor. Wow. And then my best girlfriend, who is a media tech specialist librarian, which is also what I am, and a school teacher. So we, um, it's three of us now, and we pretty much, we love to travel, and we will go anywhere. Uh, we just came from Salem, and we're going to be heading up to Virginia in a few weeks, and we're going to Tombstone, Arizona in May, and we, this summer we're going on a little paranormal road trip to Kentucky and Ohio and Rhode Island and Chicago. So, so what are you what are you looking for, Terry? We, as as our name says, explorers of spirit phenomena. We look for um, you know proof in the of the spirit world, and we believe we've we've found a lot over the last seven years. Um, we always knew there was a spirit world. We always believed it in our um, but we just uh, feel that there's got to be a way to document this, to share it, and to try and promote that to where people can, like, we feel like a lot of people that go out and do the same things that we mm-hmm. do um, don't necessarily share their evidence or put it out there to where it can be used. People say it's not a science because it can't be recreated like this method um, you never, you never know if you're going to get the same results a second time, a third time, and it's very hard to take something metaphysical and try to fit it into the box of traditional scientific experiments. But we hope that we do. Maybe we can um, work with other investigators and other teams and really further the field by saying, you know, here's what we got at this location at this time. In this day, um, you know, in the rain, in the sun, whatever was going on at the time, and then see what another team gets at the same time. Mm-hmm. And through that, we can help to advance the field and, you know, maybe make it more accepted. What we do. Is, is there a problem within the ghost research community about sharing information? There seems to be a little bit of a problem, and that really bothers me because... So many people talk, um, you know, peri-unity or advancing the field. And I, I try to associate it with medical science because of the fact probably that my boyfriend's a doctor and I also work in the medical field as my second job. And I look at that as if you are a medical researcher and you find um, something that you believe to be a cure for an illness. Right. And Take that out, and you experiment with it, and you you um, you know go through all the trials and errors you go through to finally get that treatment accepted. If you don't share that with the world, then you haven't done, it. you haven't accomplished anything. It, That's it's right. Like, you know, did your time. So to me, it's the same way in our field. If we're just going out and you know, for ourselves. You know, getting these wonderful recording of recordings of spirit voices, or getting pictures of apparitions, and we just keep that all to ourselves. Then what is it all for? You know, it, you have to share it, and you have to be willing to work with us. And you know, otherwise, it's never going to go anywhere. Yeah, I, I I hear the same thing with UFO organizations, Bigfoot organizations. It seems that that's the way it is throughout the paranormal parapsychology field because everyone wants to get the smoking gun. And there seems to be, if can I say this? Sure I can. There seems to be a lot of ego involved. There's a lot of ego involved. Yeah. You see, my, my, my past before I started this 25 years ago was in law enforcement. And mm-hmm. in law enforcement, we share information because Absolutely. that's the only way you're going to catch the bad guy. And I can only relate it to the paranormal and parapsychology is sharing the information is the only way you're going to get the proof or the evidence you require. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We share everything. I mean, when we when we get something good, we put it out there 
We like to talk to other investigators about it. We constantly are looking for people that have maybe documented similar things at the same locations. And we definitely are not mm. the type would say, well, this was my piece of evidence. Yeah. You can't put it out there. You can't use it. That's ridiculous. Well, I, I no- can tell talking to you that, that you're not a very egotistical person. You're a very grounded person down to earth who wants to make a positive difference. Absolutely. Uh, hats off to you. And I'm not wearing a hat today, but uh, tomorrow when I put my hat on, I'll take it off and I'll say this is from my friend Terry. Thank you. Terry, what has been the most intriguing experience you have had or your team has had? Wow, it would be hard to narrow it down, but I'd, I guess if I had to pick, um, everybody would probably think that I would speak of one of the very well-known haunted locations we've been to, and we've been to a lot of those locations that are probably on people's paranormal bucket. But I think the best uh, experience that we have had would really, I guess, keep coming back for more. We have this one little Victorian home in Brooksville, Florida, which is a sleepy little town. Mm-hmm. house was built in 1856, and it is jam-packed with spirit activity. I've probably investigated there um, by myself and with a number of other people probably upwards of 15 times over the last six years, I guess, and there has never been a time that I have gone there that I have not gotten some type of evidential proof of the spirit world. And sometimes you will think that you didn't get anything. Um, People that don't go on investigations on a regular basis think that it's like on television, but it's really not. It's mostly sitting around in a room talking to no one and and just hoping that someone hears you and hoping that maybe someone will find a way to be able to respond to you. And at this Victorian home that's so beautiful, it's a museum now, and we have gotten some amazing, amazing evidence. We actually have many EVPs there, which for the people that um, aren't used to the terminology, that's the electronic voice phenomena. And so we've gotten voices on our recorders time and time again that have been intelligent and been answering our questions and speaking to us, it's been quite amazing. I like EVP more than any other type of evidence. I would rather have a voice mm-hmm. than all the meters going off, than all the night light anomalies flying around the room. If I can get a voice, that's when I really feel like I'm communicating. Wow. Um you mentioned the TV shows, and I have to ask you, do you find that the TV shows, the so-called reality TV shows, and I'm using air quotation marks over here, uh, yes. are, are they an asset or a hindrance to true paranormal investigators like you and your team? You know, I think it's both, and I'll tell you why I feel that way. Um, the asset part, I would feel, because they are bringing light to the field. Mm-hmm. They are making it more popular than it's ever been. Um, you know, when I was preteen and I was reading books about, you know, I read about Harry Houdini and I read about the same witch trials and, and I remember, you know, sitting down with friends, we would try to have little seances and we would use the magic eight ball and we would, you know, play tarot cards and little things like that. It was very not accepted, really. It was kind of like, we're going to do this you know, behind mom's back type thing. Mm -hmm. And so they're really, you know, they brought it more into the light to where it's not taboo and people are interested in it and people are reading about it and people are researching. And so for that, it's a very good thing. Um, But it can also be a negative thing only because I think that they sensationalize it. But again, you kind of have to. In fact, I was having this conversation with a fellow investigator on the phone this evening before our show. And we were talking about how a lot of people give the actors on those shows a bad rap. But we have to remember, they are actors, and they're doing their job. 
mm-hmm. and they're making what they're doing pertaining to the masses. And that's what they're supposed to do. So it's fine if you're watching it to be entertained and maybe to learn some history and maybe to find out about amazing locations around the globe. But if you're using it to find out what a real paranormal investigation is like, then you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, um, I hear that a lot these days. And I, I, I understand both sides of the coin. Yes. However, there should be something that is done to to let the viewer know that this just isn't 22 minutes, bang, the investigation is over, that this could take days and weeks, and then you've got the time going through the video, going through the audio, going you know, going through the investigation report, then going back to the client and discussing the information with them. Absolutely. Yeah. And going through evidence, mm-hmm. seriously, is like watching paint dry. That's right. It's the most boring, horrible part of it all. Yet it's also the most exciting part. Because when you find that little piece of evidence yep. in the 22 hours of footage, it makes it all worthwhile. Terry, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Great talking to you, and um, next time we'll have to do it video so everyone can see you in your pajamas. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm wearing my Ghost Gone Wild t-shirt. All right, we'll be back. Don't go away. (laughs) Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. You're listening to the X zone broadcast network, www.xzbn.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Join High Tech with Corey K weekly here on the Exome Broadcast Network. From the world of computers to the ever-popular computerized gadgetry that are becoming part of our everyday life and living and society. From kids and their gaming devices, teens and their smartphones, to the applications of personal and business computers. From hardware to software, from standalone units to network computers. Join high-tech guru Corey K weekly right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network as he takes on the topics that will be of use and great value to the international audience of the Exxon Broadcast Network. High Tech with Corey K weekly at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Dark side too. When the night falls. 
And welcome back, everyone. Terry Rohde is our special guest this hour. She is with ESP Explorers, and her website is ESPExplorers.com. And Terry, great having you with us tonight. It's been very enjoyable. Well, thank you. Did Were you expecting anything less? Nothing less at all. There you go. <laughs> Terry, um, when you and your crew or your team go out to investigate a a a possible paranormal activity. How do you proceed? For example, if I was to call you up and say, hey, Terry, it's Rob here. Uh, you know, my wife and I moved down to Florida. We're in your area. And you know what? I think I bought a haunted house. Can you come over here and give us a, a peekaboo? What would you do? Well, actually, first what I would do is I would spend some time talking to you, probably on the phone, but mm-hmm. usually for people, work schedules, then getting together right off the bat. And we would talk about what kind of activity you're experiencing. Um, you know, mostly the kind of calls that we get, people will say that um, they're hearing things or that items have moved or you know, that um, they're, they're seeing things yeah. and, um, you know, they want to know what's going on in their house or their business. So then after I spend some time interviewing you and, and talking to you about what you think is going on or what things are happening in your house... Then we would set up a time where we'd come over there. We would meet you in person. Mm-hmm. We'd probably do another little interview. We would look around your place. You would tell us where most of those things were occurring in the home. And then we would look for reasons why you might be having that activity that may not be paranormal. Because I think the first thing you have to do is you have to rule out normal causes. And uh, so we look for things like, you're feeling a cold breeze in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a crack in the molding of the window? Is there some type of air vent that we haven't known might be behind, you know, an armoire or, you know, some reason for this cold breeze? If you're telling me that hearing things, well, how old is that you're living in? Because a lot of houses make noises. They just do. You know, um, if you're having things thrown across the room at you, well, that might be a little different um yeah uh, unless my wife is on the other side of the room and she has a guilty (laughs) look on her face exactly and Uh if there's no one out to get you that's of the human type then we have to look for other type of of reason for things to be thrown across the room so then we would (laughs) um come in and we would set up our cameras Uh and would bring some equipment in and our, our recorders and we would, and now it depends on when you're getting this activity too. We found that a lot of activity during the day, and people always think that you have to investigate at night. We don't believe it at all. You investigate wherever that activity is occurring. So if you tell me at two o'clock every afternoon your alarm clock goes off and pictures fall off the wall, then I want to be there at two o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, you know, we would set up our equipment. Yeah. And we would go through, you know, however long you wanted us to stay. We usually like to do a period of no less than about four hours because we like to allow time, you know, for something to happen. Mm-hmm. We might come back on a second occasion or even a third occasion, depending on what happens that first occasion. Then we go home and we do all of our evidence and everything we've, you know, gotten on our orders. Right. Then we take whatever bits and pieces think might be of interest to you and we put them together so that we can bring them back to you along with any notes that we've taken right we have a meeting with you and we go over and we say well you know here's what we found or here's what we did and then we see how you uh-huh. want to proceed from there okay. of course it's a free of charge we charge for anything um now if you ask us to yes. come to canada um you know we might have to ask for some help with our travel but besides that um, we never charge for anything. So uh, we like mm-hmm. to travel so much, we usually end up paying you. So um, <laughs> Wait, wait a sec, wait a sec. You're going to pay me? <laughs> I might. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But, but listen, do, do, do you also have – you know what? I've got to tell you two things. You and your group, and I think a handful, and I'm holding up five fingers over here, are the only groups in the last – couple of years that we've talked to to uh, ghost researchers or ghost teams who said that they will actually do an investigation during the day. Absolutely. Yeah. 
We loved, in fact, the place I was telling you about in Brooksville that we love so much, uh, we have found our best evidence during the day. And um, we were over there a couple of weeks ago, and we had a jam-packed day full of spirit conversation. And it was all before 8 o'clock. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is really interesting. You know, because my question to the other groups was, well, why do you have to do it at night? And yeah. the basic answer that was not said was because it's more spooky. And I suppose that's what a lot of people would mm-hmm. think. Say. Now, the only reason we like to do some of them, at, and I'm going to be very honest, there's a lot less distraction mm-hmm. from noise yep. and outside interference sometimes in the wee hours. Yes. Because sometimes when you have patients that are not way out in the outskirts, but mm-hmm. they're in the center of town, like we, um, we love this one um, opera house that is now an antique store, but it's right in the center of the main street of town. Well, if you go there uh, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you have tons of travelers up and down the street, shopping, cars, trains, you know, everything. So if we go there at 2 o'clock in the morning, we don't have So that's the only time when nighttime is better. You know, I've got, I've got to agree with you there because I would rather do my show at night when there's less... Um, distractions going on here in our offices than than during the day. So I can certainly appreciate that. Was there ever a case, Terry, where the hair on the back of your neck and the hair, uh, you know, just stood up because it was, oh, my God, did you see that? Oh, my God, did you feel <laughs> that? You know, of course there was. Um out of all of the investigations we've done, and, and I know I burst people's bubble when I say it's not as scary as you think it is for the mm-hmm. most part, because I feel very at home and calm around the spirit world, and I enjoy being in that environment. But there are those times when it's just downright scary. And we had a moment that I will never forget at St. Albans Sanatorium in Radford, Virginia, one of our favorite haunts. In fact, um, we were recently featured in the book by Pat Bernard called The Ghosts of St. Albans. Um, She featured several teams that had been there multiple times, Mm -hmm. and we were lucky enough to be chosen as one of those. And the incident that I'm going to tell you about is actually in the book because um, it was definitely noteworthy. We were on probably the second time that we were there, And it was three ladies and two guys on our team at the time. Right. And they always bring in somebody to run security. And so this particular time, they had brought in this very young investigator, um, maybe 20 years old, if that. And he was just so excited to be there and had been there many times running security. Now, now wait a second. Wait a a second. I know yeah. the real reason he was excited. <laughs> you were there. That was what it was. I know. No. <laughs> I know. And, you know, he wanted to show us mm-hmm. older folk you know, how it was done. You cougar, you. He was going to, you know, show us all that he knew uh-huh. about Lady St. Albans, all the secret places that we had not yet, you know, not yet discovered. Mm-hmm. So, sure, we're game. Take us wherever you want to take us. So we began to go downstairs into the bowling alley, which is said to have some of the most negative activity in the entire place. And as we were walking down the stairs, we had already made a look with our with our team members. And we had said, look, if we hear something, if we see something, we're going to move toward it. We're going to try to debunk it and, you know, go from there. So as we got down to the bottom of the stairs... We heard this faint kind of growling noise. And though it was very dark, we were close enough to each other where we all kind of turned and we looked at each other mm-hmm. and we all pointed in the same direction as to where the noise was coming from. And then we all began to head in that direction. 
because we were going to be very brave. <laughs> and, so, and so we took a few more steps and we heard the noise again and it seemed closer. And so we took about one or two more steps and all of a sudden that growl was right in our face like whatever it was was right on top of us almost. And that young gentleman, who was so very brave about 10 seconds prior, had a mel meter in his hand that had a REM pod on the top of it. Well, the lights the noise started to blare, go off. It does around, you know, spirit activity. Right. And so it started to scream, and he started to scream, <laughs> and he pushed us out of the way, us three ladies, uh-huh. he pushed us out of the way and ran up those flights of stairs <laughs> and we each other and thought, wait a minute, oh. if we're running, perhaps we should be running too. Yeah. So we all began to follow him up those stairs. Uh-huh. Our two gentlemen were upstairs <laughs> setting up cameras and all they saw and all they heard was the four of us screaming, running up the stairs, bursting through the door. And they began laughing at us, of course, because they had no idea what had just happened downstairs. Um, One lady that was with us Mm -hmm. uh, was our sensitive. She was quite amazing. And she actually went to the top of the stairs after we had gotten up, and she just yelled, back off. And it was like it was just gone. The REM pod, it stopped going off. Lights stopped. We stopped screaming. Um... It was a very scary, very scary. I I have to tell you, this reminds me of a Seinfeld episode. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And and I feel like I should have been Aaron from from Ghost Adventures going, dude, dude. But (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hey, listen, tell me, why do you think these ghosts and spirits stay behind? Like, you know, it, I, it, like you know, it, aren't they supposed to go to heaven, play a harp, and fly yeah. around? <laughs> and, you know, I have a lot of theories on that, but I don't I, – I think some of them do stay behind. And I think some may stay behind mm-hmm. because they have unfinished business. Right. Or because they're watching for somebody that is still there. Yes. Or maybe watching over their home that they cared for so very much. Mm-hmm. I also think that with children or people that die unexpectedly – um, maybe they're not even sure that they've passed. Um, we find that with children a lot. Like we, we've gotten communication that leads us to believe they don't necessarily know that they've died. Really? And, um, also, I believe that there are those that do say go to heaven mm-hmm. or um, and then can make also still come to us because I thoroughly believe that there are people from my past that definitely are there kind of watching over me, sure. protecting me, and they're my angels, they're my spirit guides, they're there. And um, I don't think it's because they're not in heaven mm-hmm. or they're not at peace, mm-hmm. but I think they're also there for those of us that are still here on earth. You know, I've got a theory that hell is here on earth. I I believe that. Oh my goodness, yeah. you're the first person. That has totally agreed with me on that. You know, I used to read the Bible Mm -hmm. when I was young. I grew up Episcopal, which is very much like Catholic. We still love you. To try to make sense of the Bible. And when I read the definition of hell, and I Mm -hmm. will never forget that moment, I said, well, that's this. That's right. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So if if this is hell, and I truly believe it is, I I really believe it is, then those who are staying behind are, are staying behind for a reason. Yes. Whether it is to to make amends for things that they did wrong in their lives and they are they are destined to to help those who are on this side. Yes. Uh, but but I, 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 I cannot fathom the the burning in a continuous and forever mm-hmm. fire because it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make plus any sense. Plus, it's really not talked about in the Bible. It's a, it's a nasty thing to think about. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's control that the church threw in because I agree. it's marketing with the church. 
you know, like, hey, if we can convince these people that if they don't give (laughs) us money every Sunday, they're going to burn in hell. Like, come on. Can you just imagine a bunch of bishops sitting down at a table drinking the sacramental wine (laughs) coming up with this idea? And you know what? When I look at the Vatican and I look at all the reaches that, that the Church has amassed over the years one way or another. Absolutely. You know, sell it all off, gang. Sell it all off. Give it to the poor. Give it to the sick. Give it to the homeless, for God's sake. what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and leave the little boys alone. Exactly. That's what nuns are for. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I have a lot of problems with organized religion, and it has nothing to do with not being Christian, because I do consider myself very Christian, and I believe in God, but I don't care for organized religion. Well, you know, when you look at organized religion, that is another more uh, oxymoron-like postal service, military <laughs> intelligence. You know, because it's a corporation. The Vatican and the Catholic Church is the richest corporation in the world. It's its own country, for God's sake. And have yes. you, has anybody ever questioned why during World War II the Vatican was never bombed? Hello? <laughs> Anyway, that's another show. Terry, you and I have to take a break. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm right here, dear. You and I... Hello? Uh, I'm here. Terry. Hello? Terry, I'm here. You're there. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone. As, as Terry will continue to say, hello. Are you there, Terry? Terry, are you there? We lost Terry. We'll pick her back up on the other side of this break. Don't go away. You see, that's what happens, Exo Nation, when you talk about the Vatican, even here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. But hey, creative and speech, right? I'll be back. Don't go away. Be ashamed to cry. Let me see you through. Because I've seen the dark side too. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation, focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. If you enjoy reading a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love From Out of the Woodwork by William S. Peckham. Sean Kennedy, a Toronto contractor, buys derelict houses, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, a century house in ruins, and starts the renovation, the house fights back. He is visited by ghosts of owners past. His visions are triggered by touching an oak mantle, reading a faded letter, opening an old locket, or opening a brand new casket in the basement. These visions will take you on a trip across southern Ontario from Niagara Falls to Toronto to Kingston. 
from Out of the Woodwork is now available in paperback and on your favorite electronic reader. To order your copy of From Out of the Woodwork, go to www.williamspeckham.com. That's www.williamspeckham.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. I'm afraid to ask you, Craig, what that has to do with the topic we're talking about tonight. I really, really don't want to know. Because, Craig, there are times, my good friend, by the way, Exonation, Craig has been with me for 25 years. He looks like ZZ Top. I don't want to know, Craig. I just don't want to know. I haven't heard that song since... Oh, my gosh. Let's see. My daughter, Stephanie, our daughter, Stephanie, loved, loved, uh, let me see, the Culture Club. She was just a little kid. She's now 30. My, forget it, Craig. Exo Nation, my special guest this hour is Terry Rohde. And uh, her website is ESPExplorers.com. Terry, it's been great having you on the show. I love where you're coming from, and I love the way that you and your group do your do your investigations. Um, but as a, as a ghost researcher, what do you think the number one quality is that any ghost researcher should have? I think being open. I think you really have to be open to everything and to not only, um, what you might see or hear or feel, but also to all the people that you come in contact with, um, I think, you know, some people automatically discount what somebody says or, you know, just deem them as crazy. And there's a lot of people out there that are experiencing things that we can't explain. Right. And I think you have to be open to what anybody tells you. And, you know, look into it for yourself, of course, but don't just discount somebody because of what they're feeling because they believe it to be true. And I think, really, you have to be open to everything. Exactly. Just because you can't see it, you can't hear it, does not mean that it is not there. Absolutely. Listen, where are you guys off to next? We are to Kerr City, which is a ghost town in the Ocala National Forest, on the 23rd of this month. Mm -hmm. And then on the 29th and 30th, we're going to be in Virginia, we're going to be back at St. Albans Sanatorium, what we talked about earlier. Yes. And we're going to be at a new location, a Victorian uh, mansion up there that I'm very excited to investigate. I don't think it's been done before, so that makes it new and exciting. And then um, in May, we're going to be in Tombstone, Arizona, and that's going to be super exciting. Our first time ever in Tombstone, so I'm really excited about that. In June... We're going up to Penhurst um, Asylum in Pennsylvania. I've never been there before, so that's really exciting to me as well. And then in July, we're doing um, a little road trip uh, to Ohio, Kentucky, 
um, the Pollock Hospital in Peoria, Illinois, and then we're going to be in Rhode Island. Last year in Rhode Island, we got to experience the Lizzie Borden House. We're going to go back there again this year. And when we're out in Ohio and Kentucky area, we're going to be going to Saddamsville Rectory and Bobby Mackey's, all pretty well-known places. Um, but then between those times, we're also going to be doing um, some local things with some friends of ours and whatever private cases we may also get. Hey, know. Terry, you and I have to say so long for tonight. I, I, I chuckled when you said Bob Mackey, Bobby Na- Mackey, because that is my brother-in-law's name, Bob Mackey. Oh, my God. Yeah, except, uh, you know, Bob Mackey works for the city of Hamilton. But listen, <laughs> do me a favor. Let's get back together again after you've done all these investigations and Let's let our it. listeners know what you found. Take care of yourself, sweetie. Absolutely. Ex- bye-bye. Bye-bye, honey. Exonation. uh Terry Rohde has been our guest, www.espexplorers.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away.